Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Autograph Beer Podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different. Mr. David McKee joins us for episode 152, and David has been an advocate, a supporter, and it's weird to say, but he's been a fan of the podcast for for many months, and you know we're going on years now, and it means a lot. And so it was a great opportunity for us to tell his story, to discuss, you know, his unique vision, how he comes to to find his you know objects and what he's drawing, how he works with the breweries, and just to to learn a little bit more, you know, about him, you know, through this situation. And I hope that you and yours are adapting and, you know, have resources available to you. But through this, you know, situation, we, you know, we've learned a lot. And one of the things that we're trying to do here every week is just celebrate the beauty and celebrate the positivity of our, you know, of our neighbors and those around you. And so this podcast is that outlet and it's beautiful and we're blessed and we hope you, you, you know, feel the same way. David is an extremely talented artist, and he might not fully, you know, realize the, his potential and what he can do. But I mean, just look at some of the work that he's doing on artbygraves.com and art underscore by underscore graves on Instagram, and the level of detail, the intricacy, the the power of black and white to really tell a story and to really evoke, you know, emotions and feelings. It's just, it's just really special. So please get do that. Check it out. You know, obviously, you're gonna to listen to this episode and fall in love. Artbygraves.com. You know. And now, really quickly, one six oz canvas, one six oz canvas.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are our platforms. We try to unify everything and you know, do that. We want to take this opportunity to let you know as we've said before may is uh, mental health awareness month and we're coming to the end of that but does not change the reality the difficulties the uncertainties the confusion the concerns and just you know life's kind of fucked up right now obviously people are going about their day and they're they're quote unquote going to work which for me means rolling out of bed and coming downstairs you know and deciding whether or not I wear pants or shorts and you know looking at how many business calls or zoom calls i have that day and deciding like do i wear a collar do i wear a hat do i shave do i not but i'm not going to work i'm working at my home it's not work from home i'm working from my home and just making the best of it so as we move forward you know depending on where you are in the country where you are in the world your situation is different maybe different can be different and we don't want to lose sight of that you know if there's anything that we can do again my name is aj aj16ozcanvas.com where you know we're just you know everyone's just trying to get by one day at a time and that's and that's real that's honest and that's you know how it goes you know we are in a a sourdough you know creation phase here at the house and it's amazing you know the food is incredible and you know selfishly i'm you know having more opportunity to spend with my children and my wife and i'm blessed for that uh another news you know, and we'd like to, you know, dedicate this episode, you know, literally a few hours ago, depending on when you're listening to this, you know, my uh, sister-in-law and my brother gave 
you know, birth to their first child, uh, my nephew. And so I want to dedicate this episode. I don't know if we'll ever listen to it, but I want to dedicate this episode to my beautiful nephew, uh, Gavin Carter. You are just a beautiful boy. You're, you know, we're, we're lucky to have you, you know, to see your photos and pictures, you know, you're a gift to us in this dark time and we're just really lucky to, to have you in our life. And there's, that's how I feel about all of you. You know, everyone who's listening, everyone who's participating is making a choice to be a part of this community. You know, David's been an avid, you know, listener and supporter from day, you know, almost day one. I don't know. I don't even know how he found us and I probably should have asked him that, but it is just really something special and it's bigger than art. It's really an opportunity to celebrate people and their gifts and their story and just who they are as folks. And we're blessed. I mean, we'll just take a little pause on that and just say we're blessed. We've got, you know, we've gotten to meet some amazing people and this week is another great example of that. And just to kind of share that, you know, mutual respect. Uh, and, you know, I don't look at all of our, you know, stats and details and you know we probably could be better about tracking what we're doing online but to meet somebody like David and just to talk and to realize that they've you know been touched and inspired by some of the work that we've done and they've learned lessons and whatever it, we're just we're just really lucky and I don't take anything for granted I don't take much for granted in my life I'm uh, you know I appreciate every day that I wake up and I know that it might be, you know, getting heavy in the, the later we record these episodes, you know, it, you know, I can go on some tangents, but, you know, humility and appreciation for you and for life and what we're doing is really one of the core, you know, ideas behind what we're doing. And so we're just, we're just going to reiterate and it won't, you know, we won't take it for granted, but we're just truly blessed. And so we know that this episode is another one of our our goodies and something we should be really proud of and so I hope David you know sits back and listens and realize where he is in his journey and his life and that he's making some really cool cool art and it's something special and so artbygraves.com art underscore by underscore graves let's get into it David McKee right here on the 16 ounce canvas the art of crap podcast hello and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast very excited to have with us today, Mr. David McKee. He's checking in from Chesterton, Indiana. We came to learn of David probably for, we've been following Dave's work now for probably almost 18 months, maybe two years. He's been a huge supporter of the project. Uh, he's done work with uh, a variety of different breweries, 18th Street, Transient, and uh, currently he's just killing it with uh, all the unique labels he's making for Speciations Ale. You can follow along with David online, art underscore by underscore graves is his Instagram. And then he dropped all the underscores and went artbygraves.com. And you can see his his portfolio, what he's working on. And uh, to describe his work, it's it's super detailed, um, you know, pen and ink work. And it's really illustrative. And just uh, thanks so much for being a part of it, Dave. Hey, thank you so much, man. Like, like you said, I've been a fan for some time and really appreciate what you're doing for people in the industry. Oh, thanks so much. I was, like, as we, I, I publicly wanted to thank you. Uh, as we said before, you know, as we got started, it was just kind of a, a crazy idea. But then to see, 
you know, folks like yourself who are really impressive and just kind of, you know, making a, a career out of it and going for it. It's been inspiring and just your support. So I just want to do, you know, publicly thank you. You're definitely somebody who from the big get-go has now, you know, I, I've noticed and I've, uh, I've, I've appreciated. And so uh, it was a no-brainer. I think it, was, it took a little bit of convincing for me to get you on here. So I'm glad we kind of uh, can come full circle. Yeah, man. Thank you. <laughs> so... As you know, we uh, this is where I kick back, um, and so I just wanted to kind of uh, take us back down memory lane. Kind of, you know, how did you, you know, like I said, your style is it's it's really intricate, it's super detailed, uh, it's you know, got a little edge to it. You know, some of the work's a little dark, um, which is ironic because all the white space you have. But um, I just, yeah, just kind of tell us how you've kind of you know found yourself or you know found your your calling in you know becoming a, a designer and an illustrator. Yeah, so um, kind of similar to probably a lot of people you've had on here. Um, really got my start when I was super young with just like drawing cartoons I was into, like Simpsons, uh, Beavis and Butthead, that type of type of stuff. Um, and it just kind of always stuck with me. Uh, once I got into school and, and uh, high school and stuff, I had a super awesome teacher who just really pushed me to try things. Um, and, uh, from there is really music and, uh, album covers kind of got me into, I guess, the style that I appreciate. I just like, I like a lot of metal and like grind and doomy stuff. So, um, that imagery just kind of always stuck with me. And then there's just always been something extremely fascinating to me with just black and white illustration um just how dynamic it can be and it's just impressive to me to be able to like create a mood or have that kind of you know feeling or like evoke feelings with just two colors um so yeah i mean i've got a ton of you know influential artists in my life i could rattle off probably for days but um, one of them you actually just recently had on uh, Tall Boy. Uh, that was awesome to listen to that. That was a great interview. Oh, great. Um, yeah, man. I Actually, he was talking about his zines. I actually own every single one of those. <laughs> oh, no shit. We should so, connect you guys. Yeah. What, what did he say? I only did 13 of them? Like to be, you know, to go with the number, right? Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, man. I tons of shirts and stuff. And he, he had like a little art collective. And I found a lot of artists. Uh, through him which is awesome you know that the internet rules it's another reason why i really appreciate what you're doing i've discovered you know other artists and it's inspiring to hear like their story their their processes you know how they got to be where they're at um yeah and just over the years i've just kind of tried to refine uh my style a little bit i'm kind of a ocd kind of highly detailed person my uh, nine to five, mm. I work at a nuclear power plant, so oh, wow. a lot of attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna uh, say you need to be really <laughs> on point with that shit. Yeah, holy crap, Homer Homer Simpson yeah. over here. Yeah, so kind of goes hand in hand. Um, you know, I've dabbled in color here and there, and um, I'm just not that great at it. It's something you know I'd like to pursue in the future, but right now I'm just really trying to to hone in on uh 
getting a little more um, refined with my black and white, you know, maybe some pers more into perspective and some things like that. Right. I think whatever, whatever your process is and your progression, I think it's, you know, you found your, you know, your, your calling. And uh, so do you, when you look back on kind of growing up, were you always drawing? Like, was it something, I mean, cause you also, it's a lot of organic, you know, kind of things, you know, uh, your imageries and, you know, definitely a lot of nature pieces too. So was that, was it something that you were always just, you know, if you look back, you can kind of see yourself drawing or was it, was there a moment that you kind of just knew that this was your, what you wanted to do? Um, so yeah, when I was younger, it was definitely like more like characters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, in high school, like I said my teacher, um, pushed me to do things. I got really big into portrait, like, like illustration, uh, charcoal. Um, I even dabbled with some, uh, oil painting for a while, which I'm not entirely sure how people do that it's so so yeah. challenging um and uh i kind of got into photography a little bit never really published anything but just stuff for myself and mm -hmm. uh walking around in the woods and stuff finding you know detail and extremely simple things um that yeah. kind of inspired me and then honestly i never really approached uh, drawing it too much until I was introduced to to Mitch and and Whitney and the speciation crew where like it's stuff that I I'm a fan of and I appreciate and they just you know that was kind of like the whole theme of their of their their brewery so it it you know gave me the chance to try that stuff and open up and it's like I love it man like I could draw plants all day yeah, the level, I mean, the level of detail is just beautiful because I think that's one of the things, my wife's a science teacher, as I've mentioned numerous times, but just, you know, and it's not, growing up, we weren't big nature folks. I mean, I was like a Boy Scout, but it, I mean, that's kind of questionable. But, um, like, just the, the sheer beauty and things that are just all around us is just wonderful. Like I was saying to you before, we were just fishing today, and it was just, it was just super peaceful. But, like, you could just kind of see all these, all these kind of things that are happening all around you, whether you give them the attention or not. And I, I really like that you're, it's, you know, the level of detail you have in your work, you know, and I've always been drawn to black and white. And so I think that's why your work has always, you know, been intriguing and interesting to me because it's, it's like, it's multifaceted in most of your pieces, right? You step back and from afar, you can see the, you know, the main topic, but then when you really, you know, dive in the, the, the textures and, and the, you know, the supporting elements or their own, you know, pieces in of itself. If you choose to zoom in on it, on some of your photos or however you crop them, you know, they almost look like, you know, they could be, you know, multiple pieces. So I, that's what I really think is, is really cool. And if you go through your, your feed, you can really just see the evolution of your work, right? You have the, you know, with your, there is some earlier portraits and uh, I'm looking at a, you know, hanging Eeyore, you know, and then you just kind of evolve and just, you know, I, and I like it cause you're, you're sharing your process too, you know, it's a kind of, uh, it's partly for you and it's partly to kind of just like capture that moment in time and to see the evolution is, it's fucking really cool, you know, because your, your stuff goes back, you know, 2000, I don't know, like 12, 13. And so you really just kind of see how as an artist, you continue to evolve and it's, it's awesome. Thanks, man. I, I, I really appreciate that. It, you know, and some of that earlier stuff you're talking about, like that Eeyore, 
that's I was heavily into to Nightwatch and uh, the Swamp Wizards crew, so definitely touching on some of that lowbrow stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and it's just and what I, I and it's just nice because the one thing that you don't really capture with you know the social media, which is ironic with the social part, but is people's personalities and you know and who they are. And so it was just it was you know with that and a lot of other interviews, people it's kind of would there's like a uh, preconceived notion with people that they're doing dark subject matter that they're like dark and removed and not easy you know it's just it's just fun because we're all we're all weird and different but we're all the same in a lot of ways and so it's just that was a good interview for me to kind of uh, you know remember that you know we're, like they you know they're saying now right and we're all in this together but you know it's uh it's a it's a good reminder you know and so it's just it's really cool that you know someone that we had on was influenced to you and, you know, you're influencing others and, you know, and you're super humble and, you know, I hope this episode is a good reminder, you know, to, to keep your, you know, keep your focus. Cause it's, you're doing, like I said, you're doing some really great stuff and you talk about color and you got, you know, some of these most recent labels got some, have some color in it. So I think that's a good, you know, with the, the moose and the, the foxes, you know, so we'll see, we'll see what this next chapter brings. Yeah. Um, Man, so yeah, for for 2020 speciation, uh, we sat down as like a, a group. Um, the graphic designer that works uh, for Mitch and Whitney, um, Elizabeth Martin Van Steen, uh, we just call her EVS for short. Um, so me, her, uh, Mitch, and his wife, we sat down just tried to get a game plan just to how to grow the the brand and just evolve it uh, into the future. Just try to be ahead of the game. So this year, um, we came up with the idea to do a different biome each year. And so this year, we're doing boreal forests. And so the color palette is only colors that occur naturally in that biome. And then each style of beer, like, say, uh, you know, fruited sours or farmhouse beers, is just a different, like, subsection of that biome, say, insects or plants and mm -hmm. i just thought that was a really cool we kind of set ourselves up uh, you know if it, it works which it seems like it has been for at least the next couple of years and i don't really think anyone else is doing anything kind of like that uh detailed revolt that i've seen yeah i just think so it's I amazing really yeah I, I th yeah so let's let's take that step back then so you're doing, st you know, you're into you know, music and, you know, you know, that in that part of your career and you, you, you found your focus in black and white. How does, how do you start working? You know, like I said, you've, you've worked with 18th Street, you worked with Transient. How does it come to be that you work, you know, that you're, you know, doing all the labels for, for speciation now? Um, I'll just take it back to like when I started in general. Um, there you I go. Just, I'll always been uh into craft beer um from a very you know drinking age <laughs> and uh i actually worked at a small microbrewery in benton harbor michigan called delivery met some some other people in the industry through that um and then my buddy jamie peters was a brewery uh a brewer at a tapestry in bridgman michigan and uh he had the owners uh, look over some of my art. I knocked out a label for them uh, that ran into like a couple more. And then uh, Chris Betts from Transient opened up his location directly across the street. 
and just being like the, you know, humble, nice guy he is. He just walks some beers over when I happened to be at Tapestry one day. And uh, my buddy Jamie was like, hey, you know, if you ever need any labels, you should uh, hit my buddy up. And so we set up a meeting. I brought in like a couple of rough sketchbooks, looked over some stuff. He gave me like a growler design to do, a couple labels, uh, just ran from there. And then uh, we became pretty close friends, uh, started going to all the uh, events with him, pouring beer, uh, helping out like that. And uh, at a Michigan uh, Brewers Guild uh, beer fest, I met uh, Mitch. It was before he was open. He threw kind of like a private party for industry people just to kind of showcase uh, what he was working on and, and what he was going to like, you know, release. And uh, he hounded me for some time, actually. I just thought I was with the workload I had with my nine to five. Uh, being a dad, playing music too. And then, uh, yeah, I was just like, man, I just don't have the time. And uh, he just was extremely persistent. And he talked me into doing a hoodie design. And uh, uh, I feel like his ideas and my ideas melded really well. Uh, it went over really well with the general public. And uh, he just kind of snuck me away from there. And uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's been jamming uh, ever since. That's awesome. I'm a, I'm a huge hoodie guy, so I think hoodies. I could do a podcast just about all the hoodies I have. I think would be a would be a spinoff. Yeah, I've I realized in these uh, work from home days that uh, keeping it fresh is just wearing a different hoodie every day. So it's been it's been good. Now, go ahead. Oh no, I I have a closet full of hoodies too. Me and my wife <laughs> just purchased a home. We're about to move. And uh, I'm just looking at it like, oh, man, I, I should probably get rid of some of these. But it's it's just so hard like, being a fan of art, you know? Oh, yeah. And then if they've been with you, they have, they have stories. And then if they're broken in and have holes and they're super comfortable. Like I have this one that I got like on a clearance sale. I think I got at The Gap, which is, you know, not like the hoodie mecca or anything like that. But it's just this green one. And it just, it barely, it, it's like, it's definitely getting, it's got a couple more you know, wears out of it, but I'm like, I'm not getting rid of that. That's like, it's perfect. Right. That's like kind of, you know, it's not, it's uh yeah, just like a, your, your beat up pair of sweatpants or your comfy clothes. I'm uh I'm either like dressed to the nines or like as comfy as I can get. Like I don't, I don't have much of a middle ground. So ho I have hoodies and like dress shirts. It's like hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I get to wear what I, what I want to, to work. Um, but I definitely understand that. I was rocking a shirt yesterday that basically has no armpits in it, but it's so damn yeah. comfortable. <laughs> I have one of those. I put on, I was like, this is not, I don't know. Because then you get worried, should, I, should it go in the wash? Like, that's a whole other problem. You're like, what's going to happen to this? You, know, you, you like hope. And they say like, yeah. yeah, they say like hand washed up. I don't think they really meant like beat up t-shirts you've had for 15 years. It's like, oh, it's not really the category, but. So you're, you're, level of detail what tools are you using so i mean there's no the there's no bleed i mean the lines are are real intricate you know the level of detail again we're talking about black and white the the depth and the shading the shadows you get with just you know those simple quote-unquote colors you know uh, i was quoting the simple part like is just um it's really impressive so what are your what are the kind of uh the tools in your arsenal that you're bringing these to to life for in some cases death right <laughs> Um, so yeah, man, I, I use Bristol, um, almost 
100% like exclusively um, microns. Nice. Um, and then uh, use some Rapidograph from Rot Ring. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with those. Just like technical drafting pens. Okay. They're uh, gravity fed, like metal nib pens. And uh, I film. I've used. I use uh, Dr. P. H. Martin's Dark Star. It, uh, extremely black, like matte black ink. Um, so I fill those pens with that. And uh, yeah, so that's how I'm able to get like such a rich black color yeah. and uh mm-hmm. pentel pocket brush which costs about uh like 4.99 and um same thing i just refill that myself instead of buying cartridges and uh yeah a, a lot of mechanical pencils i'm kind of like a, a sucker for like a nice weighted mechanical pencil i have i, I probably only use one but i don't know it's just like i, I kind of collect them so oh cool Right, and so for folks at home, when I'm asking, the reason I'm asking this is because, uh, and you can again go to artbygraves.com. But David does isn't none of his work is digital. Obviously, it has to at some point be scanned or whatever to be you know printed. But everything is done by hand. You know, in the age of computers, um, it's really just uh, it's really impressive. And so that was that was kind of uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons that we're just kind of drawn to it, pun intended. But. Um, so what so what happens there? You just you draw it and then you just give it to the graphic designer and they scan it in and, and do that? You know, or what's the how how does that go? So, um yeah, uh, I'll just talk about the whole process. Uh generally, um working with Mitch is, is awesome. Um he either has like an a grand vision, which makes it extremely easy, or he just throws me a word and lets me run with it, which as an artist you know, I feel like privileged and and lucky to have, you know, not just him have that confidence in me, but to have that like freedom to just do what I want. So I'll start like maybe look some reference photos. um, Cause some of the, if you've read any of the names of the beers, a lot of it's not stuff that you can just Google and get images. It's more like published articles. So sometimes we have to get creative uh, just like in, in the thought process. But I'll sketch something, uh, kind of get an approval, then uh, go to town inking. Um, actually, for Christmas one year, Mitch sent me a really nice digital scanner. So I will scan it right here at home and then uh, shoot it over to EVS, uh, Elizabeth. And uh, she plugs, we get our TTB approval, and then, yeah, we go from there. Okay. So, like you said, some of the names are, you know, they're definitely unique, which I think is complimentary to everything you guys are doing over there. But what is that process like? Okay. How much time are you given? How are, you know, the imagery you're trying to create in relation to the name? What's kind of the the storytelling and the the collaboration aspect of it? Yeah. So, um, Mitch is in charge of like all the names, um, he he's a big science buff and and into all that way more into that stuff and knowledgeable about it uh, than I am. Um, So, like I said, sometimes he'll kind of have a vision for it. Maybe an image was painted in his head from reading an article or just the name. So sometimes we're very literal, um, you know, and sometimes it's just kind of whimsical and you got to like, uh, 
just tie some things together. Uh, there's been some pieces where I've tried to take things from an entire, almost, you know, like I've mentioned biomes where like blending a lot of things together to make like just one whole image. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's pretty difficult, man. But uh, as far as time goes, he's usually way ahead of the game. Um, the first couple years, I'd probably say like I have a month or so sometimes, sometimes a little less just depends with sour beer. Sometimes it's ready when it's ready. You know what I mean? And you can, you can have a game plan and, and have all these dates set and the beer's going to do what it wants to. So, you know, sometimes it's a little sooner than expected, but uh, the past year and this year we're focusing on, on trying to knock things out uh, in a quarterly fashion. So I'll get a lump, okay. uh, you know, maybe it could be anywhere from like four to maybe it's 12 different labels to do. And uh, just kind of plug on those uh, as uh, need be. He kind of gives me a list of um, when they'll be ready. You know, there's definitely like an order to it because 12 can seem kind of like daunting when you get this email. It's like, whoa. Um, but yeah, no. Um, again, it's been kind of a dream working with them. Easy peasy, man. Like they're well thought out, well planned. They're just a great team. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, I, I think we've heard. I mean, I think the folks obviously, uh, you know, there's some that have had the schedules, and I think that just getting to that level is and being just kind of uh, aware of all facets, not only of the beer itself, but just kind of you know getting the labels and bottling, and you know, just uh, that level of organization is is always appreciated. We've seen, you know, we've heard folks need some labels in a couple of days, and obviously, some of them. I think it's nice with the barrel programs and even some sours that folks get kind of a you know a heads up since they're you know doing these you know tastings or checking in on the beers and so they kind of can you know i don't know how they do it you know i sound like i know what i'm talking about but just kind of they can kind of uh tell where things are you know what where they want it to be you know when they do these yeah. little you know siphons off or you know i always see that like I, that's one of the bucket list things i want to drink i just want to go and like try that and do that have that experience somewhere but i always just see like the cool instagram photo i'm just like oh, i don't even know what they're going how they're doing that pulling nails and siphoning i don't know what the fuck's going on but it's cool like I, i'm impressed i mean we don't talk about beer because it's more because i don't want to sound stupid <laughs> it's all right man there's there, beer is like a never-ending learning process i've i've found out i've tried to dabble in some some home brewing and and oh yeah been me too. It, was, it was a disaster chris and 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 stuff uh in the past so it's just it's just wild man like it's always evolving yeah like from when you know we're different ages but like for even for both of us right when i started drinking beer and you started drinking beer, like there's just new styles or variations i mean obviously the most obvious is the you know the hazy ipas but you know the sour ipas and you know the resurgence of you know uh, sour beers you know kind of pulling from the the traditionals of, of belgium and abroad it's just uh people just like art right everyone has the all most of those beers have the same core ingredients and so it's just amazing that you know if you if if we gave if we gave our last 10 guests mitch's brief on you know two of the beers you know we'd have 10 you know completely different designs you know and different colors and it's i that's why i love it. everyone like everyone's story is completely different and so it's so it's so amazing there's there's standards in some ways but there's really just kind of this like 
you know, open road, you know, here's what we got type of thing. And it's, it's just cool. I mean, that's the beauty of, uh, of art and being creative. Absolutely, man. Oh, so good. So good. So good. So, um, we go to your website, artbygraves.com. You know, you got some stuff up there. Um, are, yeah. are you creating, you know, how do you, you know, cause a lot of the stuff is similar, you know, you have similar, uh, nature pieces. So, you know, what, what inspires you to kind of create some, you know, cre- I mean, you're probably always creating so, but I mean, do you love nature or is that just kind of a good subject matter for you? Are you uh, go out in the woods kind of guy and like sketch or you know, where are you coming up with your ideas? Um, so with my schedule, I haven't had as much time to like get out as I would like to. And then with everything that's going on now, it's kind of a little weird other than being like in my own yard. But, um, now, sorry um, to interrupt on that. You said you worked at a nuclear power plant. Like, is that that's considered essential, right? So you're I mean, obviously right, or, or no? Are you there? Are you in the? Are you at the plant? What's like? What's going on there? Oh yeah, we're we're 100 essential. Got to keep people's power on, you know. So, um, we did like kind of like an alternating shift, uh, kind of okay. thing, uh, which was pretty nice. Uh, four days on, ten days off, uh, made it kind of hard oh, wow. to go back you know <laughs> yeah uh, that's pretty good but um tons of safety precautions just in general uh, obviously to to work there but yes i am uh in the plant i'm an inventory specialist uh like in materials so uh i'm lucky enough that uh, most of the time you know like i mentioned earlier i don't you know talk on the phone all that much i kind of just hang out by myself and count some stuff and do some computer work and then I come home and, you know, kind of isolated too, like sitting at my desk, uh, drawing, looking at reference photos and stuff, listening to music. So it hasn't been that difficult for, for me to adapt to some of these uh, weird things going on. You know, I'm sure for other people, they're probably just going going crazy and I kind of feel bad for them. But, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of you know, built for it. So, yeah. Now work, and we'll go back to the art. But working at a power plant, how many, uh, especially a nuclear power plant, how many Simpsons jokes do you guys hear on the regular? Is that like a, it's like a roll your eyes thing? Me saying that, or is that kind of like you know, kind of just like a funny thing when you know that you guys inside jokes on? I don't, I don't mind it, um, <laughs> but I do like anyone who uh, you know obviously doesn't work there, isn't from the area. They always just call you Homer Simpson, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, everyone who works there is just so extremely, like, focused and detail-oriented. It's mm-hmm. literally, like, I feel like you have to be, you know, a person of that type of mindset to work there. It, like, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of inside jokes or anything like that. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess in a way it's pretty accurate then because Homer's kind of the fuck-up and, the, you know, it, an iconic fuck-up. But, like, right. he's uh, he's kind of like the, what is that, like the, the prince and like the P, what is that? Or like the match? I don't know. There's like a whole thing where, you know, it's just kind of, he's like, he's just basically that big speed bump messes things up. So <laughs> it's fairly, it's fairly accurate, you know, there, that's a Homer Simpson yeah. in sector seven G. Yeah. Yeah. So folks, artbygraves.com is the website. Obviously you should go there and check out, uh, his work art underscore by underscore graves on Instagram. It's just a great way to follow along with the, with the, with the process. And uh, really, just uh, again, we're gonna we're, we're big fans. But 
uh, as we were, let's get out of the out of your uh, out of the, the power plant and talk about some you know more about you. Um, Listen, episode 152, David McKee, Speciation Artisan Ales, as well as several other breweries, meteries. He's just doing it. I'm really proud. We have nothing to do with it, so the level of proud is kind of, uh, it's very loose. But uh, part of our, our discussions and, you know, what have you, David has uh it's in transit, so obviously depending on you listen to this, but he's sending us some some goodies, and it's really uh, it's really nice because a lot of times you know we get the folks that'll dangle the carrot to to get on the podcast or think that if they offer to send us some beer that'll help their status, and to be honest, we don't really have any expectations, but if you are sending us stuff, you know we prefer the hoodies. And some, you know, what have you. But um, we've been really blessed. You know, just, again, folks are just, you know, always looking out for us. And it's really just kind. But uh, David just, you know, we're, you know, we're lucky um, to have somebody like him be a, be a supporter and, you know, be an advocate for us. And just, uh, it just really means a lot. Um, it is with pride that we're going to give you this next announcement, you know, in the middle. Um Within the coming days, we are going to be releasing uh, a new glass. Um, we, I would say for for I would say for about six plus months now, we've been planning with our uh, good friend uh, Ryan Adams. Uh, you may know him from the work he's done with, you know, Good Fire Brewing. Um, he now, uh, you know, in conjunction with us, is doing uh, work for for Short Throw, who's part of the the twelve percent brewing family. But we've been looking to try to you know, do something together, whether it's a T-shirt or a hat or a glass. Um, his work is sick. You know, Ryan writes on things. Is his handle? He's part of a Better Letter, you know, hand uh, company uh, up in Maine. And so, through our love of Maine, you know, through our visits, you know, we've gotten to hang out a couple times, you know, and really just kind of, uh, you know, just kick it. You know, he was. Uh, you know, his uh, child had just been born, and, you know, he brought the family with, you know, very early uh, baby to, you know, hubbub uh, that we were doing. You know, we did with our, you know, friends uh, over at Standard Gastro Pub in, you know, in Bridgeton, Maine. He, you know, came there, tagged up, you know, a wall with the autocraft beer. It was sick. And so, with that said, um, we have a, a new piece of merchandise which is available at 16ozcanvas.com, which is our new glass, which says in his geometric graffiti lettering, be a good human. And that really is a, a mantra that's really important to us and is just kind of, you know, is fitting. And so, what we decided, you know, we were going to do a 60 ounce canvas glass or, you know, the merch that we were talking about, but it's a, uh, you know, Times change, things pivot, and our reason and our goal here is to help to impact our friends uh, that we've made in the in the main area, specifically in the food and beverage industry. So, um, 
all proceeds, you know, uh, cost, we're going to get about 125 to 150 glasses made, which are going to run us roughly, you know, about 500 bucks uh, to do that. And um, we're going to sell them for, for $20 uh, plus additional shipping and, you know, handling charge. Uh, and all the proceeds after, you know, covering, um, you know, the, the artwork and, and, and the, the classes um, will go towards uh, three restaurants and businesses that are really important to us. Standard Gastropub in Bridgeton, Maine, Hyrule Lobster Company, and Navari Res in, in Portland, Maine also. These are three locations that not only have great people working there, but the level of kindness and how they look out for, you know, and being, being good to us, you know, it's, uh, it's really important for us to return the favor. So we'll split all the proceeds 50-50. We hope to be able to donate at least $500 to each of those, you know, to help the staff, to help adjust, and, you know, maybe fill the tip jar or, you know, buy food or, you know, put food on the table, you know, f for these individuals. So we're all trying to do our part. Anything you can do to you know help make a difference, but we'll have more information about that in coming days. One six ozcanvas.com. If the glass sells out, we're already discussing doing a you know a new variant, you know a new version, you know with different colors and you know what have you. So you know stay tuned. But if you can, you know we thank you. Just you know do your part to to make a difference, and we'll do an official announcement in the coming days. So let's get back into it. Episode one hundred and fifty-two. Not a prime number. David McKee. Speciation Artisan Ales. I'm AJ. This is the 60 Ounce Canvas. And we're blessed to have you listening. Be safe. How is it creating for labels? Is that, was that, is the size restriction impact, did kind of change how you were originally designing things? Or is that always, are you, you know, your, your prints, you know, or is that how you draw to that, that scale? Or have you adapted your drawing to, you know, meet, you know, meet the need. So when you scan it, you don't have to really lose too much of the, you know, of the, the size. It's a weird yeah. Question, I think I've definitely adapted to the size and scale of the labels. Um, the first few I did, I mentioned like for tapestry, uh, there was a lot of tweaking redrawing It was definitely a huge learning curve for me. You know, you got the, you know, the, the bottle obviously, or can, you know, is curved. So, you know, thinking about where that's going to sit, you know, if it's on a shelf next to other products, et cetera, like being able to, to, to capture the eye and see that. So it was a huge learning curve for me. So I've definitely adapted to, to the size of that. Now, um, there's some personal stuff I'm working on now that I'm going like very large with the, which is kind of different, uh, for me, just trying to, expand i'm doing like some like you know 48 by 16 oh, wow. pieces um which would you you mentioned my detail it'll be some time before i'm <laughs> done with those <laughs> um but yeah man uh it was like i said pretty difficult for me at first but now we've got it kind of down to a science we switched the label size uh, this year for speciation, the, uh, smaller bottles, which is awesome because sometimes a, a massive bottle of sour beer is just, uh, a little too much unless you're sharing with friends. So they switched to the smaller, uh, bottle platform and people seem to love it. You can get more of it out to people, but it was a whole new learning curve there again. Uh, 
I generally try to draw it like 200 scale from okay. the label. Um, that way, you know, you're not losing anything, shrinking it down. Um, I can still get plenty of detail in there. Mm-hmm. And then the original, uh, Mitch and Whitney, um, I usually give the art to them. They'll either frame it, hang it themselves, or we did like a, the end of this last year, just, man, it must've been 60 pieces of the original art that uh, we just auctioned off to help uh, raise money to open their new tap room. So it's another reason why I really like, you know, analog, you know, drawn, drawn by hand. There's that, that piece you can hold. Like it reminds me of like album covers when I was younger, you know, Mm -hmm. that physical piece. Yeah, I think that's been uh, that's really kind of the line in the sand, or kind of a common theme that comes up a lot. That some folks here who are making that you know, transition to to digital, and that's it's not been like the funny thing is to me, it's not really like a technical problem. I think that the digital tools are pretty good. I think there've been you know even mm-hmm. with the you know the how you know how they feel and the, the drawing and even being able to use different pens you know with it but i think the the hardest part is the output for some folks like the mental process of like literally like stepping back and looking at what they've done and being like okay it's done and then being able to put that away or you know have that in a drawer somewhere and look back over the progress um you know the way you're doing is obviously less forgiving if there's changes or edits that need to be made i can only imagine you know, that part of the process, but it's, you know, it's something I, I never thought of. I thought, why wouldn't you just go, you know, one of our earlier episodes, I remember we with uh, Tim Skirvin of Vail, and he was like, he, he had the hardest time, but then he was like a kid in a candy store because he had, you know, his brand new iPad Pro with all these pens, and he was like, I can fit everything that in my, this little, like, mail carrier bag, and that was, and so to him, it was like, all right, but I really like the idea of like the tactical, you know, I think it's really, really important. I used to record my uh, radio shows in college, you know, probably for a few years and I have all these old tapes and they're just collecting dust, but it was like, okay, I can like store this away and like go back, you know, and look at what playlists I would do or, you know, who I have on. And so, um, I don't know. I, I told, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do wish framing. I do wish framing was a little bit cheaper. If there's anyone out there who's a framing shop and wants to become a sponsor, just to hook us up, we'll gladly whore the hell out of your work. Um, that's. Yeah, a, that I, I, I have all this. I have all these. I wouldn't say shit, but it's not shit. It's great art, you know. And you know, we try to get what we can from you know our, our guests too, and, and support member folks, support your local artists, support your local breweries and businesses, and it, it's just like okay, I paid like say I paid fifty bucks for a print, or you know. 30 or 40 and it's like okay that'd be 175 dollars to frame that and i'm like uh. but you do notice the difference which sucks you know you can't go you know you buy those like amazon ordered and you know you notice that you know the, the glass is not right or you know the image eventually bodes and it's like fuck they're right you know i had one literally just fall off the wall a couple weeks ago <laughs> yeah i just came home to to a broken frame and and shards of glass on the floor because yeah, I got one of those Amazon prints. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so I, I have tubes, tubes of posters too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I have at least like you know, as we're trying to you know, the good part of all this, you know, I always try to find positives. Is like you know, we've been trying to, uh, you know, 
stuff away or don't, you know, put in the donation piles and, you know, we're fig- trying to figure that out. Like, I don't know if Goodwill's accepting stuff and whatever. I mean, they probably are, but like, do they really want it right now? And right. I have all these tubes of stuff and it's like, oh man, you know, but um, yeah, because the funny, even, but even with that, like I have no idea on framing and we did our show in December uh, at Three Sheets of New Haven and I was, you know, teaching myself, you know, digital. I made this print and it was, it was a square and I love, I was so proud of it. And they said, well, if you want to hang, if you want to like, they, 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 everyone assumes I'm an artist, which I'm not, but they asked if I wanted to, I mean, you could say I'm a, an audio artist or, you know, we can get liberal with whatever we want. But, um, and so I wanted to, I was like, all right, cool. And I, I kind of, it was just an idea how I could teach myself the tool. And then I kind of ran with it, you know, and I put them. And so I, I went, I got it printed out and it came out great. And I went to like, go buy a frame even at like michael's and they're like uh we don't make frames of that that size and i was like or that like shape i was like so i had like uh it was just a disaster but it just showed i had no idea what i was doing and it was great <laughs> yeah i i've uh created some pieces uh like that too where i i can't i can't frame them it, it's just a really weird size i don't want to crop it to take away from the image or cut into it or yeah, man, that's that's a whole nother learning thing. Uh, I would love to find some someone to to work with. Maybe I could drop like I don't know a bulk amount of piece. You know, like I don't know twelve, fourteen pieces off and get like a discount or something. But it's yeah, so yeah. If you're listening and you're a custom you know frame shop and you want to like find a cool niche, like we're in, count us in, whatever. Yeah, we'll probably even, I'd probably I'd probably even invest in that business, like because it's just like. <laughs> You've seen all these ideations, like, you know, with travel and food and restaurants, nothing in the framing space. It's like, all right. Like, we have a world-famous pizza, like, New Haven's, like, you know, people, like, the pizza folks go crazy for it. And, like, one of the most iconic ones, Sally's a Pizza, given all that's going on, is, like, you can get them on Grubhub. Like, it's limited, like, zip radius of where you can go, but you can get Mm -hmm. this play. And so, to me, it's like, if that's happening, like, all bets are off. It's like... So, there's your idea. You know, just give give Dave and I a you know a, a little little cut, or you know, just give us a you know one of those discount codes, and we'll, we'll promote the hell out of you. Absolutely. We're in, the, we're in this together, man. Yeah, it's like that's my thing. I'm like, I'll keep buying it, but I, my walls are all barren because I I need to save up, and so yeah. So working with the brewery, um, and you, you talked a little bit about before, but do you have favorite you know types or styles of beer that you're you're enjoying? I mean the cool thing about what's going on over there is they're doing some really, you know, unique stuff and really, you know, intricate, you know, the beer design, which is, is so, I mean, the sour program is pretty impressive. And so I, I'm, I'm curious what's, you know, what are you digging on over there? Um, so I, and you know, I'm not being biased, but like, I don't think I've had anything that I haven't enjoyed for Mitch, they're very, very uh, particular. They have no qualms with dumping a batch if it's not up to a standard. But um, Mitch did some, it was a couple of years ago, and actually he collabed with uh, Transient on it. Um, so that was kind of fun. It was when I was still doing stuff for, for Chris over there. Uh, so obviously I did both both labels. We just shared art, but um, they did some funky uh, barrel rested loggers and they were just phenomenal um that's but, unique uh, mitch's uh 
farmhouse stuff when he when he goes just funk that's that's right up my alley um i love the fruited stuff but sometimes it's a little cloying for me so you know like i mentioned if i can share it with some people that's fine i don't need like all of it to myself but uh since uh mitch found out he has celiac um which has no it doesn't coincide with him starting his natural winery native species um he actually started that before he found out but i've just really been digging um what him and uh todd my buddy todd bujack uh, are doing over there just funky natural wines that's awesome yeah there's a uh I always get her, um, is it the, uh, there's a woman who is like super, um, yeah, Michelle, the, you follow her on Instagram and, uh, the brew babe, but she's all about, uh, like gluten free and, you know, she does a ton of stuff in in that area. So that's kind of, uh, I have a couple friends who have uh, celiac too. So it's just, uh, yeah, she's big into the ciders and she just, it's just kind of really cool. Cause you don't really see a lot of folks who are huge advocates for it and still be active in the beer scene yeah yeah man um, so yeah that, that's been really cool to see develop like i said he's working on uh, a new new tap room which will probably be a shared space between the two um yeah man i don't know it's just i'm i'm big into farmhouse beers and in table beers lighter beers um mm-hmm. so Oh, good. There's some good ones here in Connecticut. I was, uh, we were talking before about Fox Farm, and I just I picked up a yeah. couple of their Kolsch's and their uh, Hellas Lagers, and they were they were phenomenal. You know, especially on a hot day, it was just nice to. It was nice to. And I'm, I, I like the hazy. I mean, I'm I'm not discriminative. You know, I don't love them all. I'm not a blind any style, but it's nice to see a clear beer that's delicious. You know, and 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 it's uh, well, you know that's kind of it's just weird because now it's just like adjunct city and what have you and again i'm a sucker for a good pastry style you know once in a while like i treat it like a, you know, I treat it like a dessert like pastry and yeah. yeah exactly like it's i know some people who just go nuts for it and it's all they drink but i'm you know like a special occasion you got a group of friends together something awesome hitting the spot but i just i just want to sip on something it's crisp and delicious you know delicious uh mm-hmm. awesome to see all these uh you know brewers getting back into Pilsners and stuff, man. Yeah, because it's interesting because, I mean, and we've mentioned it before and we'll mention it again. I mean, if you look at every business, you know, it's the folks who are kind of having an easier time during these difficult times are folks that probably do a lot of uh, IPAs because they don't sit in the tank as long and they're quicker turn and, that you know, you can tweak them, you know, if they're not, you're saying about dumping batches, you know, you if, uh, you know, the IPA is not where you want it to be. You can, you know, double, triple, dry. You know, there's all these throughout the processes, but the, the beers like the lagers and the pilsners and some of the more intricate beers, you know, they, A, take longer and they're way less forgiving. And so it's just, uh, it's it's not always from a business perspective if you're looking at it just as on volume and revenue. It's not always the, the smartest, quote unquote, decision to to make a ton of those. But, I mean, they're really, that's really kind of the, the the test of a, a really great brewer is, you know, the, those beers. And so I've, uh, I've been happy to see the resurgence, especially locally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how are you into mead at all? You drink, drink mead? 
I I don't I, I have I have a bunch. I've gotten a bunch. Um, I've got uh, one of one of the guys I uh, we were talking before from the fantasy football league. Uh, he started doing his own mead, and so he sent me a couple of those and uh, some of the, you know. And I I told him I was trying to get into it, and so he sent me some of the ones he recommended. And then there's scrams I think in Michigan, which I've been enjoying, but. I don't know. Like I, I like it. I just don't know. I, I'm not as edgy. I definitely feel super uh, noob level on that. What I what I do enjoy it though. It's really delicious. You know, you can't drink a lot of it, but I don't. I don't. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing with that. But I really what I have, and I I have way more than I should. But I keep again. You and I have a lot in common. The idea of a bit. You you keep coming back to it passively. That the idea of for you, beers to be shared and enjoyed amongst friends, and that's really and that's what I you know. So whatever I have, I just try to get a bunch of it, knowing that when friends do come over, you know, obviously, you know, this is kind of a weird chunk of time for that. But it's always, for me, the beer is always about the shared experience. And so we just, you know, go and just say, hey, you want to try this, you want to try that. And, you know, we just kind of learn together. So that's, I look forward to us doing that together. But to get back to your question, you know, I feel like that was like 20-minute ramble there. Um, I do enjoy mead. Um, I don't know the differentiations of it, but everything I've had so far has been, has been really good. Obviously, some better than others, but you know they're they're definitely. Uh, I, I know why folks love it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of just dipping my toes in it too here. Um, yeah, I got uh, asked to to, to help uh, create some labels for uh, Bone Flower. It's a newer meadery here in Indiana, so I don't know if you've seen uh, some of the stuff I was posting on that. So just kind of just kind of diving into that. Yeah, I love uh, it's the the triple cherry, and it, it's you know, which is a weird compliment to say, but you draw bees really well, you know, the insects, and so I think that some of your earlier pieces, you know, had some uh, you know of that, and and the butterflies or the moths, the probably moths, not butterfly. I don't know if they're, but it's hard to tell the black and white. But right, it it worked. I mean, I sell those, and I love those. I think they're great, and I think that uh, even you know the the honeycomb uh, kind of subtle background of of the of the mead um, is really great. And so I think it's, uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, man. Thanks. The confidence those people have, and it just blows my mind that they can create what they do on, on that type of canvas. Oh, it's uh, yeah. I, it's, it's, cra- it's crazy to me. And so I, I love it though. Like, I mean, I only have one small one, but I definitely, especially with this, all that's going on, I've, I've realized I, uh, I would like to get a bunch more, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I think like your works would definitely I could hundred percent see them as, as as tattoos, as pieces, which is really cool. Um, you know, I, th- I mean obviously because of the I think the color and the the contour, but it, I think it would definitely be hard for somebody to to replicate that level of intricacy. But I don't know. I see tattoos all the time where I'm amazed that that's a tattoo and not just like some sort of like holograph or something. So you never really know. Some of the portrait artists and stuff is just like mind bending. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I get emails and asked all the time when I do like uh, art vendor, like art shows, uh, things like that, selling prints and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I get asked all the time, and um, I've done a few commission pieces uh, that people took in to get uh, for tattoos, but I, I'm. I don't work for free and I hate the thought that someone has to pay me to draw something. They like it. They're attached to it. Then they have to pay someone else to 
recreate it and it might not be the same. Uh, yeah. So I try to avoid doing any of the tattoo commission stuff anymore. Yeah. I never thought of it that way, but I mean, obviously it's, here's my thinking. Um, it's something that's going to be in your body for the rest of your life. And so I'm not looking for somebody to, you know, some folks are look like my nephew and niece, like, I don't know if they still do it, but early on in their tattoo days, they would just, they had like friends who were like, I think they were apprentices or just early or younger. And they would have like a wheel at the, it was all these weird gimmicks and games. Like, and, but they'd like, I'm like, Oh, why did you get that tattoo? Like, Oh, it was on sale. And I said it before and I'll say it again. Like, if if I like somebody and they're a tattoo artist and like oh I have to, and I have to wait a year or not whatever it is like I'm okay with that like I want it to be you know I'm not looking for the the, the fifth best guy who can draw circles like I want the the guy who you know the best you know yeah so that's always so I mean if they're paying you and they're paying somebody else and that person is of quality like that's just another compliment to the great work that you're doing I'm not saying you should do it again because it's definitely I can see that being stressful but like that's you should, you know they're making that choice of how they want some, you know, they want the best and they want, you know, they want an art by graves original on their body. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing to think about. Yeah, actually, you know, that's see, it's a whole new perspective. You know, I didn't, didn't look at it that way. So. Yeah. I mean, like they, I mean, if they're trying to like hawk it off your Instagram and then be, bring it to somebody and say, do that. And then I hope it's choppy and looks like shit, you know, if they're assholes, but <laughs> As long as they're supporting original art, right, and they can, you know, have the piece, you know, that's that's fine by me, you know. I'm, uh, but uh, yeah, don't, yeah. If you fuck with Dave, you fuck with me. That's how I look at it, right? <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you're part of the squad. Yeah, so you're good, man. Um, so we talked about it. We, uh, well, we'll get to the next question. But um, so as somebody who's, you know, kind of, you know, been doing this for years and you know, continually evolving and you know, finding their you know, their, their way, would you, do you have any advice for somebody who's, you know, getting started or, you know, early, you know, what would you say to yourself, you know, 10 years ago, you have any kind of, uh, advice for, for some folks getting started wherever they are, or just kind of who maybe are hitting a, hitting a dry spell and kind of, uh, you know, being a little flustered. Uh, yeah. Um, first off, I mean, you just, patience, is uh is key especially with some of the the stuff that i'm doing i, I want to see it come to life but it, it it just takes time and um rushing's never gotten a result that i've been happy with and to not compare yourself to other things i'm a huge fan of aaron horky and a ton of you know virgil finlay and like all these mind-blowing illustrators and if i held myself like to that, I probably wouldn't draw again. You just have to realize like it's going to take time to to find your voice. And um, there's a little, a few tips and tricks that I was taught in uh, high school, and it's um, stepping away uh, from something, giving it a little time to breathe, come back looking at it with fresh eyes. Um, I used to practice a lot of drawing things upside down. It uh, forces your eye to look at an object in, in shapes instead of the whole picture. So you, you're able to kind of focus on uh, smaller elements and piece those together instead of trying to tackle that whole thing all at once. Um, yeah, and just like, just, you gotta draw every day. It's just something you you gotta put the, the time in if you wanna see results. Same thing with, with playing music or cooking or 
brewing beer. You can't just do it once and, you know, expect to, to knock it out of the park. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like the, the, the draw every day. Now how, with, with kind of a playoff of that, and we talked about, you know, the, the tactical nature of it. How do you know when you're done? How do you, like, are you, like, are you uber critical or do you just kind of have like a Zen about it and you let it go? Or, you know, what's, you know, when, when do you know that, that you should, you know, you should let, let it go into the ether? That actually took me some, some time. Um, I, I used to never know when to stop and I would overdo it. Honestly, I think working in, in this industry has, has kind of helped me uh, pull back from that a little bit and, and have a little more of the forgiving, like, all right, that's enough. Uh, let it go. Of course, I'm, you know, my work's technical. There's always going to be something that uh, a month down the road, two months, I might look back at it and be like, oh man, I should have added this. I should have took that out or change this or maybe just a touch more here but i think that's just uh just me nitpicking you know you got to think about the way you know other people see it um so yeah it's it's been hard for me to 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 get that like okay it's done leave it be but um you know and it's kind of still a work in progress to to be honest but yeah i think that's fair i mean i think the right because if you which I again I admire is that if you you scroll back and you know your 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 feed and what, what you're sharing, it you can see where you're you've you've evolved in level of detail and you know the smoothness of your lines and you know what you're doing even just your focus on subject matter has evolved. But you know it'd be really easier to be like, well, I'm gonna delete all those or hide them and not share those. But it, it's still it's it's part of it, and so all these questions are. are by design, open ends. There's no, it's not a, like, you know, we've had some where it's pulling teeth and we just get yes or no's, but it's just to kind of, you know, get a little perspective because there's there's no right answer to any of this. Like, you know, that's the beauty of it. And I think that, you know, you've said that you've listened and, and taken stuff away. And I know someone's going to listen to this and take something away. And I that and that's really kind of um, one of the, the beauties of this project that maybe wasn't uh, initially understood or expected is that people are, you know, being influenced or especially, you know, the reality is like artists are small business owners and entrepreneurs and they're kind of going for it and trying to make a unique path for themselves. And so, I don't know. I just, uh, I love, I love, uh, I love speaking to folks like yourself and just kind of learning your story. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to allow you to sit back and, you know, talk about yourself with you as someone who said that they wouldn't normally do that. It's, uh, it's been fun. I, I, Thank you again. Like I said, uh, I really, really appreciate what what you're doing for the, the people in the industry. I mean, you're helping not just the, the artists, but putting breweries out there. You know, I've heard processes from other people, uh, you know, tips, tricks, all that. Um, it also makes you feel like, you know, you're not alone. A lot of people that you wouldn't expect kind of have a similar story at least some aspects you know like you said we're all in this together um we're not yeah. so different you know yeah and that's the beauty of it right i think that um you know we all look sound you know are different as you know people but we have a lot in common i think that just as a as a universe i think that we sometimes uh 
forget that and get hung up on, you know, major areas of, of difference, which, which, which can be tough. I mean, I think now it's really, really polarizes as people. Um, but it's, uh, when you, you know, I think that's one of the harder parts about breweries and bars not being open. It's not, you know, it's not the getting drunk on a Tuesday. It's the idea of just like pulling up to a bar and some of you would probably never speak to sitting next to you and you just, you know, share a moment and, uh, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. So you talked a lot about music. Um, so I'm, I'm curious here and, uh, the, the music question when you're, when you're creating, do you have certain bands you're listening to or just certain bands you're really into right now? What's the, you know, how do you, how do you work? Do you need, do you need peace and quiet? You know, what's, what's going on? Um, I generally always listen to something. Um, I, I kind of bounce back and forth between, uh, podcasts and music. Um, if I'm, working on a piece and maybe I'm just blasting out like a black background. I tend to, if it's not super highly detailed, um, I'll, I'll listen to a podcast because you're focusing on other people's words. It's not quite as, uh, you know, involved. Um, but generally I like to listen to like instrumental music. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, music with vocals, if I'm doing something highly detailed. So I listen to a lot of, uh, post metal and like doom metal stuff um sometimes some uh fusion jazz or even some uh just like ambient piano stuff all right you gotta give some names you gotta give some names here you're just, there you go what, what do you, who, who needs uh gives a couple metal metal bands and some the uh, right. the yeah as of recent uh metal bands i've been really big into this band called un un it's a doom band from like i think they're out in like seattle um mournful congregation they're like a funeral doom band so it's like real low and slow um uh, neurosis it's probably one of my all-time favorite bands um same thing with isis and then uh as far as like kind of more calm stuff uh there's this artist named syndrome it's like a single gentleman he's from the band amenra and it's just him and his guitar and like loops and it's it's just beautiful and you just get kind of lost in it so just kind of trance out to that um right. and yeah man i love philip glass there's some piano oh. stuff for yeah and then like some return to forever like some crazy fusion jazz <laughs> yeah see that's great yeah that i mean we say all the time but just that question if I can, if out of each season I can get turned into a couple of new bands or artists or whatever that I like, it's uh, yeah, some of the stuff I listen to now is because of of previous guests, and then we're we're a few episodes behind, but we keep you know we keep updating the uh, the Spotify quote unquote radio. And I think I will say in hindsight, it's the most time that I've used quote unquote in a single interview. I think I did at least three or four times today, so. Um, I've been trying to, I try to be conscious of not saying like all the time. That was, I, I've been a little rusty or having taken some, you know, a few weeks off to kind of, uh, get shit together and listening back to the last couple, at least episode 150. It was like, all, I was like cringing and I was like, I can't edit any of this out. And so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That, I, that was a fear for me too. Uh, just saying like, and, um, <laughs> you haven't said it at all you were, yeah you were super worried about it so last question uh this one's just kind of uh more recent one but uh what can folks do to support you know 
what what you know how can they uh get your art you know kind of a uh, little little plug time here you know just kind of uh, update us on you know how they can support and getting that art by graves you know piece in, you know in their their home or wherever uh yeah um so like i said uh aside from you know maybe collecting a label from a canner here uh or, or a bottle here and there i do have uh art by graves.com i got prints up there uh you can email me about commission work i'm working on getting some uh stickers and shirts up on there as well um you can shoot me on instagram too awesome so that's artbygraves.com art underscore by underscore graves on instagram i take it that the non underscore was taken when you signed up for instagram uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, but uh, but no, David. It's really a, been a great pleasure talking to you. Uh, like I said, I, I can't thank you enough. Having uh, supportive, you know, folks like yourself from you know early days, and we had no idea what we were doing. And you know, one can argue we we still haven't figured that out yet. But it's just it's really just uh, impressive because you're a, you're a skilled artist. You're doing great stuff, and so by supporting us, it's kind of you know. It, it kind of uh, has like a Voltron vibe, like, you know, we're stronger together and you support me, I support you. And, you know, people think that we know what we're talking about and, you know, here we are. But I just, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I, I mean, like I said, most folks don't have an opportunity to sit back and talk about themselves for an hour. And everyone, everyone worries, you know, it's going to, how's it going to go? But I mean, if you look at the clock, we've been at this well over an hour and, uh, you know, no uhs or ums or likes on your side at all. You were you did great. Thanks, man. I I really really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you, and like I said, you're part of the you're part of the family now. So if there's anything that we can do to help, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. You know, when you got some stuff, obviously uh, let us know. And you know, once things you know normalize or whatever that means, you know, we'll get together and have uh you know we'll both bring a couple bottles that we you know we're saving for friends and maybe have some meat and ask weird questions of what we're supposed to be drinking here and kind of go from there. Awesome, man. I, I, All, right. All right, man. Keep in touch and I'll talk to you soon, David. All right, brother. Do you prefer Dave or Dave? I switched up a few times. I wasn't sure, but I'm not picky, man. All right, cool. All right, McKee. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Peace. All right. Thanks. There you have it, folks. Episode 152, David McKee, right here in the 16-ounce canvas. I enjoyed it. I just... When we started this project, there was a few folks, and David was one of them, who consistently, you know, liked our stuff and shared it and started using the, you know, 16OZ canvas hashtag. And it... And it really meant a lot because, I mean, look at his work again, art underscore by underscore graves or artbygraves.com. And you really can see, you know, the level of detail and intricacy of his work, you know, our love of our love of black and white work. And he's a talented artist and designer. And so we would see that consistently. And this is kind of like a little behind the curtain. And we would see that consistently. And it just made us feel, I mean... I'm okay with it. Gave, you know, it was a warm and fuzzies, right? We we were like, holy shit, like we're doing something right. We're gonna keep doing this. We've been doing it for three years now, 
And it's really little interactions like that that really have helped solidify what we're doing, have helped us to drive home the message and helped us to really feel like we can make an impact and do something, you know, completely unique. You know, if you go to Apple Music or wherever it is that you ingest this and you leave a, you know, review or just, you know, click on the, the stars. It's so much fun to click on the five stars. It's not as cool with like the four or the three. But it's just really, it's really special. And so we tried for a bit to get him on and convince, had to convince him. And it was kind of fun to do that because I knew, I knew what a talent he was and I was really excited to have him be a part of it. But I don't want to pressure anybody. When folks come on here, we're really just trying to celebrate that person at the moment in time, kind of like a, you know, a time capsule or just kind of hitting pause on reality. And now with everything going on, it's really, you know, more important than ever just to kind of celebrate our community, celebrate and support our neighbors and just kind of, you know, take it for all what it is. So this is a good one. Again, artbygraves.com, David McKee. Really, really excited and just glad that we were able to share this, you know, with you. And uh, a lot of great things are happening. But we wouldn't be reminisced if we did not, uh, you know, just ask you to kind of uh, take a moment, take a moment of silence for for George Lloyd, you know, to to close your eyes and just realize, you know, we're all going through, you know, tough situations or things that we think are, are difficult relative to our lives. And... This is not meant to to minimize or or downplay any of that, but just to kind of put things into perspective and realize that, you know, wherever you fall on the spectrum, you know, of life, that there's just individuals and people in our society, you know, that no matter how hard they try or what they do, that just because of the, you know, who they love or the color of their skin or just, you know, things that they can't control, that they don't have the same opportunities you know that we do or you know because of things like you know racism sexism you know uh, homophobia you know what have you and so it's a it's a tragic case it's really awful uh, it breaks my heart but you know I know that you know while I say sticks and stones will break my bones and words will never hurt me you know words are good but they don't fix the problem you know we're in, we're in a we're in a awful pivot point for our society and we have a lot of issues and a lot of animosity towards people but hate and you know disgusting behavior towards our you know our fellow men and women uh is just not going to be tolerated so you know if you're listening to this and i will say that i was i was my heart warmed up and i was really proud you know we posted the you know the the, the kneeling post the other day on Instagram. If you haven't checked it out, please do. But it was warming to our heart because I was, you know, I was concerned, you know, if people were going to engage with that. And I've seen in the past when you know, we try to, you know, try to mix things up and try to, you know, use use our platform to be a voice that, you know, it doesn't always work out positively. And, you know, we did lose, you know, few percentage of our of our listeners and you know we're sorry if that's you know if that's the reason why you're leaving if it is you know you know good riddance and uh you know and fuck off but you know the outpouring of messages and support of of that was really was really powerful and so there's just a lot of good people out there and sometimes you know i just wish that we didn't have to be in a situation like this to to recognize that so you know 
we, we stand with George Lloyd and you know he's in our heart and there's a lot of people that are impacted by that it's not a, a, a immediate you know check this or check that you know, type of a situation there's a lot of things we need to understand but we do that and we understand and we do it together and we thank you for listening we thank you for being a part of, of this you know we welcome discourse we welcome discussions but we don't welcome, you know, hatred and uh, negativity towards the people for who they are, the color of their skin, who they love, and things of that nature. So it's bigger than that. It's, you know, obviously it's it's bigger than beer, and we're just blessed. So thank you for listening. I'm AJ, and you'll be listening to the 16-ounce campus, The Art of Craft Beer.